The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. I mentioned we'd be talking about one of the most beautiful books I have ever come across, and it is in front of me now. It's uh, it's big. It's over five hundred pages in length. Uh, it is of the highest quality, glossy paper fantastic photographs and all put together by one man, Vincent Highland. It's called Wild Dairy Nan, A Wildlife Year Explorer's Guide, Stories and Memoir. And it's a visual natural history of the greater Skellig coast and so much more. Uh, Vinny, good morning and welcome. Good morning, Pat. And it's lovely to be here. Great to be in Dublin again. Yeah, it, again, because you uh, live uh, in the area of which you describe or which you're describing in the book, which are a dub. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, born and bred in uh, Parmistown. Um, my parents were from Dublin. Dad was from the Liberties, Cork Street, and uh, my mum not far away. And uh, uh, I grew up, you know, in the thick of it. You know, you know D- Dublin as well, yeah. well as I do. But the hustle bustle and uh, the smells, Guinnesses, all of those type things, the Liffey, and uh, it's just an amazing place to grow up as a kid. And particularly then in Parmistown, because I had the Liffey at my yeah, you were out in the countryside. I was, yeah, yeah, at the time, yeah, we'd we'd cattle coming into the. Uh, into the um, uh, the front garden, we had to get them out sometimes, and we had a uh, small little sparrows, you know, pecking through the uh, the foil caps of the milk bottles, um, taking all the cream before we got it, <laughs> things like that, you know. So, that's uh, a fantastic place. Mm. Uh, Mind you, the milk that we had delivered the other day uh, was attacked by a fox. Oh and, my gosh! Um, yeah. There you go. So there you yeah, go. There still, you still, they're, still they're, going. They're on. Quick learners. <laughs> uh, so, when did this love of the countryside and the ecosystem, the natural world, uh, how did that emerge? Well, very, very young. I mean, both my parents loved wildlife. My mother loved, loves birds and, you know, she has uh, back, back garden birds and front garden birds and they all congregate on the, uh, uh, you know, the eaves of the roof. And my father was mad into just outdoors and nature and fishing and uh, the sea particularly, you know. So um, he used to take us all over the place uh, to relations in North Tipperary and Loch Derg, up to Cavan and then on holidays down to Kerry in the 60s. And it was like two different worlds. I mean, we were coming from the city with all, all its wildlife and then going down to this incredible environment where the sea was vast, the sky was vast, the Atlantic rollers, the sounds, the sea was birds we'd never seen, like gannets and things mm. like that. So that's kind of where it began. Now, um, you, we talked about the book and we will be talking about the book itself and what it contains, <laughs> there's so much. But you were in publishing yourself. I was, I was. I had a publishing uh, company in uh, the mid 80s, uh, one of the first digital publishing companies in Ireland with uh, partner, uh, then partner John Coleman. Um, and together we, we, we kind of, uh, uh, we, 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 were, we were ahead of the time. You I suppose. pioneers. You know, we, well, we were because, I mean, we couldn't get stuff printed by printers because they thought the quality was poor. There was talk about uh, digital publishing going to be the death knell for the printing industry. Everything would go online. And as we know, Books are even more popular today than they ever were because they're they're easier to make now. Now, when did you make the move to Kerry? Made made the move to Kerry uh, twenty years ago. First to Killarney um, uh, to my partner Mo, um, and we've a uh, child Neil together. And then we made the big leap of faith in about two thousand and nine down to Carradaniel, and we've been there since. And that was the. Uh, the move really to to begin the process of the book and starting yeah. to compile now, You it. didn't know, I presume, or did you at that stage 20 years ago that you'd be writing a book? I never thought I'd write a book, but what I, I had a, uh, the idea for a long time, probably since the end, end of the 80s, to start recording the biodiversity of Derry Nan in particular, and particularly the marine biodiversity. It's unique insofar as 
you've got the mountains uh, as a backdrop in through the woods of Derrynan and then out into the ocean, which spreads left to West Cork and then right to the Skelligs and the Blasket. So the idea was to record it from the late 80s with um, video, with audio, and just to document it over a a three decade period. And then the book, when I moved down to Derrynan, I said to Mo, I said, hey, Mo, I think I should write something. You've got the material now. Little did she know (laughs) that it was going to take so long. Every image (laughs) in the book has been taken by you. Yes, every single one. I mean, I I had 25,000 images to waddle down to just over 2,000 images. But I really wanted to tell. I learned visually. So when I was growing up, my mum bought me an encyclopedia thing called How and Why. And it was pictures and it was writing, but I, I kind of ignored the writing. I looked at the pictures first. So the idea with the book was that I'd put together this visual natural history on things like as simple as um, how, how are hazelnuts formed, for instance. You know, I grew up knowing that because of my father, my grandparents, yeah. all of those things. But a lot of people miss that now. So to go in February and to walk in any woods in Ireland and look for that beautiful crimson female flower of the hazel is just a beautiful awakening for spring. And this is what the book does. It takes us month by month through what is happening in that area. It won't be the same in every area because even though we're a small country, It could be very diff- different in Antrim. To yeah, carry. like, I mean, the nuances are there. And I think, you know, if, even if you just think of uh, climate and, you know, how, how fast the southwest and south warms up compared to the north, yeah. there, there's that kind of time lag. And some things appear in the southwest before they appear yeah. up north. But it, it, it's true, even in my own garden in Dokey, yeah. because it's close to the sea, it's warmer. So the daffs might be popping yeah. up um, a couple of weeks before my sister's daffs. There you go. Pop up. Yeah. So absolutely. Yeah. Nature is absolutely uh, wonderful. Now, uh, early in the book, you uh, have a diagram of St. Bridget's Cross mm. and uh, it's titled The Celtic Year. Mm. So what do they know that we now realise was so true all the time? I think they, they were completely, you know, uh, immersed in, in the natural world and, you know, natural systems, for instance, and also, you know, the use of uh, the constellations really to... Uh, uh, to predict, but also then to tell, you know, the different f- phases of the moon, the different constellations moving around, the different types of weather, the different seasons. And uh, one remarkable discovery uh, uh, that's documented in the book, although location I didn't give, is uh, the use of sundials, for instance, um, in the landscape. And there's a carved sundial in a rock face uh, that somebody used hundreds of years ago just to tell the time, in a time before clock. So, you know, we, we have this connect. We have people in Derrynan, for instance, that came here f- over four and a half thousand years ago to um, exploit uh, the copper in the rocks. So, you know, there's been people around for a long time and they different belief system. But their, their, their main thing for me was that they, they, they had this, um, uh, I suppose, um, they, they were completely at one with nature. So they respected it but, and they utilised it, but they didn't overexploit it. Yeah. And I think there's lessons to be learned there. Um, one of my colleagues was uh, wondering how wildlife would fare with the storm that's coming. Yeah. And they, they just tend to mind themselves. Hide, don't they? Yeah, they, they hide, you know, like birds. Birds will go deep into, uh, you know, woods and th- things like that. They'll try and come out, but they'll get blow- blown over. But I think, the you know, uh, the wonderful thing with storms for me and for anybody that lives along um, the sea, but particularly the Atlantic, these storms, uh, the lows begin in, in the deep Atlantic. Some of them are ex-hurricanes, but they bring up this myriad of species that wash up onto the shore. So Portuguese man of war, violet snails, things like by the wind sailors, Phronima, which is another uh, species that f- that's from the deep. But it gives you a remarkable opportunity to go just and explore. And I think that's the essence of the book yeah. that I tried to get across was that I explored all of these environments 
And I'm hoping then that my explorations will be uh, a catalyst to drive other people to explore their environment. You spend a lot of time underwater. <laughs> I think I worked it out uh, just over two years in 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 my life. So that's um, 60, I'm 62 now. Yeah. So two years floating in the water. And thankfully, all my joints are in good nick as a result. <laughs> but um Underwater is just remarkable, and my 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 pet love really underwater is diving under night uh, at night time, because it's just remarkable to have a, a completely blackened underwater scape, and you just have this light beam of light, and when, no no matter where you turn the light, something will come into view, and there's a quick story that I, I tell of um, going underwater um, just off the beach in Derrynan, and this story is in the book. And around the back of this island at night, beautiful constellation stars up above me. And then there was bioluminescent plankton in the water. And I just dropped down onto sand, an area that I dived hundreds of times. And when I turned on my light, I kept completely in darkness until I hit the sand. Turn on the light and there, just almost where you are, sitting on the top of a kelp plant was a, an octopus. Wow. And it was just swaying. And it kind of got a fright. So I turned off my light real quick. And, and in... The process of getting all the camera gear ready in the dark, which I'd done before practiced, it actually had come over and sat on my head. And that was there just that moment in the dark. And it's just, oh, my God, my heart started to pound and I could feel it and more, more and more. And then I felt a tentacle just start to lift my, my mask. And then it then it lifted off and then I turned on the lights and it allowed me the privilege to enter its world for 11 minutes. And wow. I just filmed side by side. And then eventually we parted. They are so very remarkable. intelligent creatures. Incredible. Absolutely. So it was obviously sussing me out. And I mean, wow, what an experience. So underwater in Ireland is probably up there with the best mm. of the world. There's no doubt. Now, most people, of course, don't get to do that. No. Uh, so they're mm. viewing the natural world as maybe tourists. Mm. Um, that's a, a mixed blessing, isn't it? Because the people of the area uh, can make a living from yeah. the visitors who yeah. come. Yeah. Uh, but it can be overdone. Yeah, sometimes, um, you know, we might have too many people just descending on the area at any given time, but particularly in the height of the season. So I think uh, um, like implementation of things like the Greenway, the Kerry Greenway will actually spread out that a little bit more. And of course, I was part of the original team then that that, um, started the Dark Sky uh, Reserve project. So Julie Ormond, uh, if she's listening. Um, I was just on the biodiversity yeah. side of that. But, you know, the whole natural world environment comes in, especially the dark sky comes into uh, presence now, from now until yeah. next March. So there's more tourists beginning to yeah. come down. From I March. mean, we don't it's get to see out. the sky in Dublin, as, as not, even, not even as if much. you go to the Phoenix Park yeah. and go to the depths of it. There's yeah. still that um, vaguely orange hue from the city that's always there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I remember being in Zimbabwe years ago, mm. uh, out in the literally the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And the countless stars ah, sure. that became visible for the first time. Yeah, my dad used to have a competition with me. So we'd be in Kerry and we'd be looking at all of these things. And in fact, I think I said it in the book at the time that we were looking up at the sky in the late 60s. There was probably only a hundred odd s- satellites. So it was either Russian or American. Yeah. And then we'd come home and we'd try and spot, uh, you know, Mars or we'd try and spot Jupiter and the constellations. And we'd just count how many we'd see here versus how many we'd see in Kerry. And should we give up in Kerry because there was so many. So many. Yeah, yeah. but we're blessed in Ireland. Like we have the best of both worlds for sure. Uh, I've got a comment just come in. I've just collected my copy of this new book yesterday in Cahir 
The book is educational, historic, poetic, informative and magnificently beautiful. The dedication of Vincent and his photographic work and knowledge to produce this magnificent book is amazing. Uh, congratulations from Jared O'Connor. Oh, thank you, Jared. That's mm. very kind of us. He was just on to me yesterday asking where was the book. And I yeah. said, uh, oh, if you go to Co- Coleman Quirks. So I have the book just locally on sale in Carasavine and Quirks. Sneem, uh, if Una is listening, it's all real local at the moment. Yeah. And also then um, in um, John's place in, in Kenmare. So we're just moving slowly. So Mo is the uh, is the person in okay. charge of all of but, that. But so this book you. deserves a massive audience. So, I mean, it will be available in it, Dublin it, yes, and Easton's. And and yes, I just went into Waterstones yesterday. So, you know, we're talking, starting to talk to everybody and to try to get, get it out there no, at the moment. It's, it's not a cheap book. No. Uh, it's 50 euro, but mm. it is worth every single cent. I mean, the, the quality of production is extraordinary. And you'd imagine, oh, this has been printed in uh, Taiwan or Poland or something. Not so. No, no. The great people in uh, Castle Island. Um, in um, I've been lucky to work with them for a long time. But Walsh Colour Print, I mean, uh, the owners, I mean, they're so good to their staff. I think um, I heard an interview recently uh, with, with, with the owner about, you know, buying houses and uh, building houses for, for their employees. They are remarkable printers, best in the world. Absolutely. The quality that they've The quality of this book. Amazing. I mean, the paper yeah. is yeah. Uh, glossy mm. photographic yeah. type paper. Yeah. So the photographs are absolutely magnificent. Yes, thank you. And, and, and I think, the, you know, the idea of keeping this whole thing circular, so the circular economy, you know, we just m- mentioned the bookshops. It's printed in Kerry. It goes to Kerry Bookshop. It keeps people mm going employed. It's it's fantastic to see that. Now, um, this is done. Yeah. And you've done the year and, uh, uh, you know, invoked the history as well and all those photographs that you've taken over the years. So, Vinny, what next? <laughs> well, I, I recently did um, uh, an acting job for Park Silica because I walked pe- people uh-huh. uh, uh, from there. So so they wrote me into uh, to become Dracula for a promo that they're doing. So <laughs> that'll be available shortly. But uh, no, I think go back to music. I play m- music. My grandfather was, was a musician. My father played. So I play with a guy called Wally Desmond. So we do a few gigs a week. And I'm going to concentrate a little bit more on that for, for the foreseeable future. And, of course, tour around with the book. Yeah, I think that that, that would be uh, a much needed thing to do because to hear you talking about the book uh, and have it in front of me is really a joy. Thank you it's so a, much. It's an absolutely fabulous book. Uh, so available in Waterstones in Dublin because the, there's will a be significant market here. Yes, absolutely. But it should mm. be seen elsewhere as well. Yeah, we're pushing it now. We've we've a huge backlog on online pre pre orders, so we're actually get, getting through to that, and then we're, we'll be talking about di- distributing it on mass. Yeah. It's the kind of book that uh, publishers like Dorling Kindersley would uh, love to have on mm. their mm. on their stocks. I Thank think. You. It's, it's, yes. it's truly yeah. magnificent. Uh, well, it's called Wild Dairy Nan, uh, subtitled A Wildlife Year Explorer's Guide uh, with Stories and Memoir and so much more. And its author, uh, Vinnie Highland, Vincent Highland. Thank you very much for joining us in studio today. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.